In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. It's a Super Bowl special, and I'm here with Ian Wright, right, right. Ian, right, right, right. Ian, how are you? Good. Just getting ready for the the ending of the 2019-2020 NFL season. Uh, we have the Super Bowl coming up later in a few hours. So looking forward to getting this game over, and then we can look at the Browns offseason and uh, move forward to 2020. 2019 was a year for many of us to forget. So, All right, here we go. It's 11.30 in the UK. What time will it be on in Chicago? It'll be, the game will be kicking off at 5.40 Chicago time. And that'll be what, 4.30 Cleveland? Nope, the other way. 6.30 Cleveland, 5.30 uh, Chicago time. So 6.30 Miami time for those that will be attending. It's still quite late in the day, really, when you think about it. Yeah, it's one of those things where they really try to get the corporate sponsor. Nice nightcap of a game, especially when you add in the commercials. I don't mind the central time 5.30 kickoff because then hopefully the game's done by 9, 9.30. And Ian, I'm back in the Chiefs because I've been working with the Chiefs this week. They're one of my clients. So you got to back who you work with. Who is, who are you backing? You know, honestly, I was talking about it with a couple of my friends last night and you can almost go back and forth the entire each way you can say well if the chiefs do this and they put up these points and yada 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 they'll win if san francisco gets a lead controls the ball can run the game out and kind of do what they've done to get themselves to the super bowl san francisco can win so both teams roadmap to success and winning the game is as easy as pie to see the question is is who is going to do it my lean right now is that the chiefs win on a in a late like one of those late drives Mahomes gets it done, and I'm going to go. I think the Chiefs are going to win 31 to 23. Ian, that wasn't my question, mate. My question was who are you backing? Who are you supporting? Who do you want to win? I, it's a great question. I, you know, I kind of want to see. All right, Ian, I'm going to change this a little bit. There's a I'm going to go with the Chiefs. The, the Chiefs. To your head. Okay, you went Chiefs. Okay. Chiefs, and that's only because they haven't won one in 50 years, so I want them to uh, get over that burden. Excellent. And sorry, mate, uh, what was your score prediction? I'm going with 31 to 23, Chiefs. Mm, interesting. Yes. I think I'm going to go with 28-27, Chiefs win. Ooh. Yeah, my thought is, is it's 24-23, it's right? Game's coming down the line, and Mahomes just makes a play. Kansas City gets a late touchdown and pushes it to 31-23. So that's where that score comes from. Gotcha. And uh, uh, I'm going to be hosting a uh, party tonight, and uh, a lot of non-Americans are going to be coming. Well, actually, all I know a couple of Browns fans that I've invited are in, the, in London are coming. But just to educate some of my guests, what are the buzzwords I should be saying to them? <laughs> well, over in America, the big thing that people talk about now is the, the prop bets. And, you know, people are tracking Demi Lovato singing the national anthem or Shakira and Jennifer Lopez doing the halftime show that's sponsored by Pepsi. But, you know, 
when it comes to being within the game, you know, a lot of people are probably going to talk about San Francisco's use of the, you know, the outside zone blocking scheme. Um, you know, kind of what Kevin Stefanski runs is this outside zone built off of a play action. So we're going to see Jimmy Garoppolo in a lot of play action situations. And then we're going to see Kansas City just, they're going to push the ball. They're going to push the ball quick. So you're going to see a lot of high tempo, quick paced offense out of the Chiefs because ultimately the Chiefs are going to have to deal with San Francisco's pass rush. So, you know, all the Ohio people out there know that San Francisco has a defensive end, Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa is going to be a guy that the, they have to watch. So if you're looking for things to talk around on there, you can mention Nick Bosa. You can mention the outside zone, the play action, and, you know, Kansas City's desire to just get out there and score and score quick. Good, good. Because um, for me, the 49ers defense is going to be, uh, be rock solid tonight. Is that fair? Yeah, and I think even when Baker Mayfield was doing his little rounds around the, uh, the NFL on Friday – the ESPN crew, he said just the same thing. He said, you know, we have, that was the best defense they faced and he thinks Kansas city is the best offense. So yeah, that, that's, that's uh, San Francisco defense is legit. Uh, but we do have, here's, here's one thing though. We do have three guys from the chiefs that are from Cleveland. Okay. Let's see if I can name him. Go. Khalees. Kelsey. That's what I call him. Yeah. Kelsey. Yeah. Kelsey. Correct. He's one. Someone on the two on the O line, I reckon. No, two of them are former Browns. Ah. Austin Ryder is the former center, and Mitchell Schwartz is the former right tackle. But there are two defenders who are both from Cleveland but have never played for the Browns. Ooh, no, I wouldn't know that, mate. If it's not Cleveland Browns related, I've got no chance. But you knew Travis Kelsey. Okay, well, he's a big so, name. Yeah, Travis Kelsey, um, Frank Clark, the defensive end, is from uh, Glenville. And then actually a linebacker from Lorain, Ohio, the home of the famous Ian Wright, 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 uh, Anthony Hitchens is actually a linebacker for the Chiefs. He's from Lorain, Ohio, just outside of Cleveland. So one of my other reasons that I'm kind of pulling for the Chiefs, I'd like to see the local kid win it. Did you ever play against him at school or college? No, he was a little bit younger than me. So I graduated 2001. Uh, Hitch was a little bit younger than me. So, yeah, he actually even went to a, city, uh, a school called Clearview. So, but we've always Clitter, kind of followed Clitter him. Clitterview. Say again, I'm sorry, sir. Clitterview. I know. Is that what it's called? Clearview. Oh, uh, not Clitterview. Okay, okay, wow. Well. No, clear. Clearview. You got to enunciate because you could get yourself in a lot of trouble mispronouncing that one. Is a bit like the uh, special place that we have as well. So uh, you could also get special uh, or get troubled by your mum by saying that one wrong. Absolutely. So, and yeah. I would like to have a big shout out to uh, Ian Wright's mum, who's a regular listener. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she gives me feedback every single uh, episode, letting me know if things are what they are. She made a comment the last one about my dad and the human rain delay. So. She's an avid listener, so shout out to my mom. I know you'll probably be listening to this one later today. Um, okay, great. And uh, Baker Mayfield, he's been swanning around. I like his vibe at the moment. He's become the humble one. Yeah, I think he got humbled quick. Um, you know, a season that doesn't go kind of the way you thought it was going to go will humble you fast. So Baker did all the right things on TV circuit this week. Uh, I saw Jarvis and uh, Nick Chubb at the NFL Honors Award Ceremony last night. They did a good showing. 
Um, so the host of the NFL honor, Steve Harvey, another Cleveland guy, um, you know, made a little bit of a plea for Jarvis and Odell to stay with the Browns and get him to the promised land. So, you know, it's, it's a good thing because obviously the expectations were so high going into the 2019 season and we just fell short. So, you know, we're looking for a good bounce back year here. So Baker's starting it off in the right direction. Now we just got to make sure, you know, we, we stay out of trouble. You know, the Kareem Hunt situations and, you know, those type of things. Let's just stay out of the news. Let's get to work and uh, let's get going. So did you see um, the Browns made NFL history uh, this past week? No, but tell us. So the Browns have hired a lady by the name of Callie Brownson. And she is the first NFL chief of staff that is a female. So Kevin Stefanski in his opening presser was talking about, you know, the, the use of diversity and the integration of, you know, females into the NFL coaching tree. And he backed it up. He, you know, the Browns obviously hired Andrew Barry, who was a, um, you know, an African-American general manager. And, you know, the Browns over the years have been very good, you know, with, you know, either African-American general managers or African-American coaches. Um, so the Browns have never been really kind of had that stigma, but now we have gone a different level and brought in the first female chief of staff. So shout out to Callie. Um, I have no doubt that she's going to be very good at what she does. She looks like a very strong leader. Um, she actually played professional football, which is good. So, you know, good things to come for Miss, uh, for Miss Callie. I've actually been a chief of staff before. Oh boy. It's a great job. You cover everything and any problems, you seem to get the problem and then you have to fix them. Well, it sounds like we have the right woman for the job. So hopefully she can tie up a few of these loose ends and the things that the Browns have not been focused on and not been completing correctly and uh, get us on that path to winning success, which is what we all want. So forget her sex for a second. Why do you think she's going to be a success? So a lot of times people in those type of positions, because to be honest, if you've been a chief of staff, you know, it's all about hard work. It's all about kind of putting your nose down and getting stuff done. And a lot of times in the NFL, you'll see a little bit of nepotism creep in where people are handed positions they're not necessarily qualified for. So this is somebody who had to overcome more obstacles and more hurdles than anyone in NFL history. Because to be honest, there is a stigma out there that, you know, the NFL is a man's sport. So for her to be able to overcome that, there's no doubt in my mind that she's going to cherish the opportunity and not be outworked. So in my mind, I think she'll be successful just because she understands the opportunity in front of her and she's going to work her ass off to make sure that she is exceptionally good. Because, you know, to be fair, she really has – all of the, you know, the women in the world who are looking to get into that position will be looking up to her. You know, if Callie can do it, then I can do it. So she's instantly become a role model for a lot of, you know, young women out there in the world. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how it all uh, uh, pans out. My only concern is, and this is not a sex thing, just a uh, media thing, is that her sex will bring a lot of attention. And I really wanted to come this off-season under the radar you know, no talk about Odell, just keep it all very low-key. No talk about Baker, Miles, low-key. And they hit the season running, boom. Yeah, I think luckily in today's day and age, the media is very welcoming when teams do that. Um, Steve Weich, you know, the reporter for the NFL Network, came out and gave the Browns a shout-out for, you know, their continual um, use of application 
um, integration of the African-American um, Rooney rule into the process. So it's just one of those things where I think the Browns actually get a lot of kudos when they do things like this, as opposed to the flip side, what they do on the field, which is bring a lot of the negative attention. Mm. So we've talked about uh, Baker Landry. He's there at the moment. Chubb's there at the moment. Yeah, he was there and uh, looking good. Face very stoic again. Um, yeah, the Browns officially named Bill Callahan, the offensive line coach, which we've kind of known for a little while. Not sure why there's a huge delay. But, you know, one of the things I'm sure Browns fans will be watching tonight in the Super Bowl is how do potential defensive coordinator Joe Woods, how does his defensive backs do against the high-flying Chiefs? So something to watch. You know, the, the Niners play a lot of cover one and cover three, which basically means that they don't like things to go over their head. Um, they bracket kind of that second level into three zones, center, middle, and left. Uh, center, middle, center, left, and right. Um, so we should see a lot of underneath passing. I'll be curious to see if the Chiefs can hit any deep passes. Um, it is a tougher defense to go deep on. But, you know, you could see a guy like Travis Kelsey make a lot of weight underneath. But I'll be really curious to see uh, how defensive backs from San Francisco do against the Chiefs receivers because as all signs are pointing, Joe Woods is coming to Cleveland very soon after. All right, buddy. Um, on this special Super Bowl podcast, people have been asking me, what am I cooking tonight? Well, I've got some wings that I'm going to do. I may do it two ways, three ways, or four ways. I've been told lemon rind, garlic, and salt as one. Okay. Sounds very basic. but Yeah, very low heat. Yep. I've been told the buffalo way, hot sauce, Butter, vinegar. If I'm correct, you're you're the chef here. I, honestly, I just hey, eat I'm out of my comfort wings. zone tonight because uh, the one that I always classically do is honey and mustard. Mm-hmm. Yep, honey and mustard. And I'll do another one with. with loads and loads of chilies, garlic, and coriander. Okay. With some sesame seeds at the end. So yeah, so I'm just have a little play of some wings and uh, see how they all come out. One of the other big ones over here is teriyaki. I know that people enjoy their teriyaki and barbecue wings, so. Teriyaki and barbecue together or separate? Separate. You actually, I've seen teriyaki barbecue, so you could go either way. Um, I generally stick to the the consistent ones. Uh, One of the big things people use over here is the Frank's Red Hot sauce. So, little shout out to Frank's Red Hot. It's delicious. Yeah, a lot of people have told me this, and uh, I should have bought some today in a specialist shop, and I haven't. So, I'm quite upset about it. I have faith in your culinary talents to put together a very nice spread for your guests. Thank you very much. Sweet potatoes. And here's a question for you, American friend. I'm making chili dogs tonight. The Skyline way? No. no. Okay. Let's, let's make a little rule. Skyline chili is officially banned from the Paul Brown podcast. <laughs> the sponsorship deal never came through and I don't like the stuff so uh, I think we need to blame our, our friend Mike Colson for that uh, I blame Hayden but um, <laughs> jokes aside if I'm making chili dogs what would you expect to be in the chili to go on the hot dog hmm I like a little bit I like a little beans in my chili I like a nice ground beef um Yes, I've got the ground beef. Okay. We call it mince meat. Mince, yeah, mince. Yeah, mince and toddies. Um, I also don't mind it like a carrot, you know, a garlic, a little onion. Um, I'm trying to think what else I like. 
I like my chili with a little bit of spice. So I like a little pepper in there. Um, Would it be offensive if I put tomato like into the mince, then put it on the hot dog? No, I mean it's a chili. A lot of chilies have tomatoes, so no, I don't think I don't think you're gonna go wrong there. You make sure. Oh, don't forget the cheese. Got to sprinkle a little cheese on there too. Yeah, none of that skyline chili, cheese. No, we can do. do you know what? Do, that skyline cheese cheese was okay actually. The cheese, yeah, shredded cheddar, so it's not all that, you know, complicated. But and when you say the word cheddar, I take that very lightly. I like extra sharp cheddar myself. Yeah. When you say cheddar, for me, it's like a chemical-based cheese where our cheddar is nice, strong, and sturdy. West Country cheese. Yeah, you go with that nice Irish cheddar. All right, buddy. Anything else you want to cover on this podcast Super Bowl special? No, I think it's going to be a great game. Um, you know, obviously, one day we hope to be talking about the Browns in the Super Bowl. Um, so, but yeah, everybody be safe. Uh, enjoy the game. Um, you know, I'll be curious. Do you have any uh, guesses where, if you were thinking the Chiefs, do you think uh, Mahomes is going to win the MVP? Hasn't Lamar won that already? Or no? Lamar? Yeah. You're talking about the MVP for the season. So the Super Bowl has its own MVP. Uh, of course. Cool, sorry. Um, yeah, Bosa. I think will win it. If the if the Niners win, Bosa has a good shot, especially if he has a strip sack, fumble, or a couple sacks. Uh, I could definitely see that. But you know, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Travis Kelsey. I think Kelsey's gonna have a big game, a little bit of a long shot. So Travis Kelsey, your Super Bowl 54 MVP. What about Robinson? Mm, Demarcus Robinson, very little chance. Yeah, very little. I'll be surprised if he has more than two or three catches. Oh. Well, when, when I did my work with the um, Spurs, they had a Robinson jersey, so that was a waste of time getting that one. I thought it was a number 15, wasn't it? Let's have a little look. That's, I was going to say, I thought it was a Patrick Mahomes jersey. No, it was Mahomes. We had – let's look at the text I sent you. We had Mahomes – is it Hardman? Mecole Hardman, yep. He's really, 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 really fast. Yeah, no, we had Robinson. We had Robinson, Mahomes, and Hardman. Yeah, the Robinson one may be, uh, maybe uh, a long shot. Demarcus if, Robinson. If he's MVP tomorrow morning, then, like, that's huge kudos on me, surely. It's like Tony Grossi calling out that he was the first to announce something. Yes, that, that would be. If you put $100 on Demarcus Robinson in Vegas, you'd be a very wealthy man tomorrow. So... All right, buddy, let's get to the game. Go Browns in the offseason, but for today, go Chiefs. Will you be wearing your Browns jersey tonight? No, I will not wear Browns gear on a Super Bowl they're not playing in. It's a tradition. Ooh. That's a good question I can ask on uh, Twitter. But I did ask a, tw a question today on Twitter was, what year do you think the Browns will win the Super Bowl? Next one to two years? Three to five years? Five to ten years? Or one day while I'm alive? What would you have picked? Win the Super Bowl? No, be in the Super Bowl. Be in the Super be. Bowl. Okay. You know, the Browns have this window of the next two years. So I'm going to be optimistic, and I'm going to say within two years, the Browns will be playing in the Super Bowl. Wow. The favorite one is one day while I'm alive. At yeah. That, that's not shocking. Uh, Browns fans tend to, uh, to have a little bit of a pessimism. Beep, beep. Ian's not been negative about our listeners. Beep. 
sorry. Um, yeah, Browns fans are really positive. I like that, Ian. So we're always positive. Yeah. All right, Ian. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Chiefs today. Go Chiefs. <clears throat>